Welcome to episode 26 of Lost in Translation with Bobby Martin. As always, we're coming from the WCTV studios in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Uh, Bobby, we're, we're on a roll. Uh, and today we're joined by UMass Lowell sophomore, track and field athlete, and Wilmington native, DeAndre Abel. DeAndre, welcome. Hi, it's, uh, I'm glad to be here. It's, I'm actually really excited. It's great to have you here. So we, we first talked like two years ago. You were a senior in high school. And at the time, I was like, man, this kid is a great story. And I just didn't have the stuff in place to really do it justice. We're going to circle back around and do something on you running at UMass Lowell, actually get a camera out there and everything. But like, okay. how, how has it's been two years since we last were in this room and spoke. Mm-hmm. How much has life changed or stayed the same in that period? Oh, I mean, drastically. I don't even think I'm the same person anymore. Oh, I'm loving this interview already. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I feel like, well, like, it didn't even feel like two years ago. It felt a lot, I'm not sure if it felt shorter than that or longer, but two years is such a, since I'm still under 20, that's a pretty large percentage of my life. So, yeah, I've changed a lot. I can't really tell you exactly how. I want to say it's a positive change. I have to think I'm on a, like, a positive incline, but yeah, I'm definitely not the same person. You, um, you know, you, you you grew up in Wilmington. Can you talk about that? I mean, you look at the Wilmington is a small town. You look at the demographics. Yeah, very small percentage African American. It's a suburban. Like, what was it like growing up in Wilmington? And and how did you? Because remember, you told me your family moved to Wilmington. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was before or after you were born, but just right as I was born. Right as so, what brought them to Wilmington, and what was it like growing up here? Uh, so, my, if I remember correctly, my parents moved to Wilmington because as they were researching different towns in this general area, Wilmington had, they all had low percentage of black people, but I think my mom was specifically looking for a low percentage because typically the areas with high percentage had higher crime rates. Um, at least that's how she felt. Uh, so that's what brought her here. So I, my sister and I grew up being the only black kids in our school. Uh, I'm not sure when it changed for my sister, but I know it changed for me in fourth grade. So, like at the time, it, there were things I didn't acknowledge, but when kids would make jokes like, uh, oh, I'm allergic to chocolate looking people, or when teachers would be like really harsher with me. Like if a kid ran into me, I'd be the person who gets punished for it. Mm. Things like that. Or uh, there was one time in 10th, not 10th grade, in fifth grade, sorry, fourth grade, a fifth grader punched me because I wouldn't give him my basketball, and then I had to apologize for that. So it's just like small, wild things like that that I didn't realize at the time. That if I think back to it now, I do get a little frustrated. I'm like, wow, they really did me like that. Do you feel like were your, your sister's younger than you or older than you? She's uh, 14 months older. Okay, so she probably had similar experiences to you then being around the same age, I wonder if the town has changed at all. Did you feel like it stayed the same throughout your time here, or did it? Were, were there any changes at all by the time you got through high school? Or when I got, uh, if I didn't do my track camp over the summer, I wouldn't have noticed the changes. But talking to the middle schoolers, from what I can tell, there's a lot more black people in the school than there were when I was in school. Because for me, when I was in middle school, there was three, like between. There was three and four, or four between all the grades. 
But now kids wear do-rags to school. And I'm like, that's that's wild. I would have never been allowed to wear a do-rag to school. Your parents wouldn't have let you wear it. Yeah, they wouldn't have right. let me wear it. Right. The teachers would look at me strange. But, yeah. It, it's it's so different for me. And I'm, you know, just a white dude. But, like, I grew up in the city in a city school where there were just as many African-Americans as there were white kids going to school. And it was, like, 50-50 but between – well, not 50-50 because I think it was, like – it was majority minority, but there was like equal black, white, and then you had the like other, you know, Hispanic and Asian and everything that. Um, and I'll hear people sometimes in the suburbs that are talking about like, oh, well, diversity is crap. Like, no, my life was forever made better by the fact that I grew up around so many different people who were different from me, and I didn't always get along get along with everybody. And I think I had plenty of ignorance when I was younger too. Um, but, like, it made me a better person. Like, it made me a more wound, well-rounded person. I can't say that I'm anywhere close to perfect. But, like, growing up around so many people that are different from you, like, the only thing I can do when I talk to kids in Wilmington in the limited degree that I do is, like, I tell them, like, get out into the world and, like, find people that are different from you and just talk. I'm not saying adopt everyone's beliefs. or But, like, not just talk, but, like, actually listen. Whether you agree or not after that, I can't tell you what to do, but, like, take some time to get to know people different from you and, like, listen. And, like, I'm curious. Like, UMass Lowell is is not that far away. I mean, it's less than 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's your experience been like since you've gone to college after growing up in Wilmington, going to public school here? How, how different has that been? I, I want to say it was, like, a culture shock initially because I also grew up, I grew up in Wilmington very sheltered. So it wasn't even that. It was a small town. and the, It was a small town within my small house. So what what do you mean sheltered? Uh, my first time hanging out with somebody at their house was senior year. Okay. So other than that, I didn't have interactions with friends outside of school. So I didn't have the opportunity to really build a real friendship in that way. I still had friends. Like I played games with them and stuff like that, but I didn't really get to like be as close with the other kids as the other kids were with each other. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I still have two really close friends despite that, though. So when I got to college, um, the first initial thing I noticed is that everybody, is that there were kids who I didn't ever think would exist. Like, they didn't seem, I had to process the fact that they were real people. Because um, not to say that everybody's the same, but when you grow up in one area, people take very similar traits from each other. And I wasn't seeing those traits in Lowell because Lowell is a school where people can come from Canada or from different states. So, yeah. How'd you get into track and field? I, I know that the big thing I've always heard people are like, oh, man, if only he played football at Wilmington High. Yes. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, the, the schools had a lot of near misses and, like, uh, being one player away. or so, like, and, like, and, and you were the guy that when you were – everyone's like, oh, if only. Everybody told me that. <laughs> how, how did you get into track and field and just wh- why why track and when did you know you were good? It's funny you say that because I went into high school wanting to play football, um, but my mom didn't allow it. She didn't want me to get hurt. But I played football um, from like fourth grade to middle school. Uh, but I was so much bigger than the other kids. They put me a grade above everybody else. Mm. So I was playing with older kids. Um, when I got to high school, she wanted me to be 
one, not in a sport that would give me a head injury, and two, closer to my sister. So since my sister was doing track, I got, you know, I got thrown into cross country, which I didn't enjoy. I think the only part I liked about it was that I could listen to music while I ran. <laughs> I, I realized that was good when um, our first time trial in, uh, in winter track, when winter track started, we were doing the 300s, and I was running with the other freshmen, and I, and I got the second fastest time on the team. Uh, including the seniors. So that's when I knew I was good. Did you think when you first started running freshman year, did you think this is something that I'm going to do in college? Was that a thought that crossed your mind? No, I didn't think that far. I did not think that far when I was 14. How did you wind up at UMass Lowell, and and were you recruited, or did you kind of walk onto the team there? I walked on. Um, Initially, I wanted to go to Northeastern, but I didn't get in because my – my freshman year grades weren't the best. They were pretty bad. I pulled it back um, in the latter half of high school because that's when I started to have, like, I guess, uh, more conviction and commitment and motivation. But that's what got me into UMass Lowell, and I always wanted to run track, so I just kind of emailed the coach what my times were, and she was like, yeah, come along. Was there a moment where they're like, yeah, you made the team, or were you kind of on it from the day you I was on it from the day I sent my times. Yeah, 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 come on in. We'll, we'll take a look. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so what's the experience has been like uh, running in college? Like what's that been like and how is it different from high school? Uh, I remember the first month I put on like like 10 pounds of muscle. And like that was such a, I guess, confidence booster to see like progression even if the races haven't started yet. And then the intensity level was on it, like, obviously, it was so much higher. Um, and I was kind of ready for it. Like, I was eating properly. I was drinking. I was focusing on getting enough sleep. So I guess I really liked the environment that I was in. At first, I, it was kind of weird going on to a team and not being the fastest. But for every freshman who was there, that was the same experience of going on to a team and not being the fastest. Were you at least the fastest freshman? Yes, actually. I was. I was. That's insane to to not have been, like, recruited anywhere. Can you imagine being a coach and then it's just, like, get an email, oh, these are my times, and the freshman shows up that you didn't recruit, didn't know from a hole in the wall, and it's like, I'm the fastest freshman on the team. Well, I didn't go there the fastest, but because my running form was atrocious. I looked like a duck. It was so bad. So I guess... When uh, my coach saw my times and then saw how badly I ran, she was like, okay, we can work on this. So, yeah. 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 He's horrible, but he can be so good. Wow, look at his time. <laughs> Pretty much. That's all, that is awesome. That is talent, talent, talent. Wow. Have you gotten to experience Lowell at all? It's I live in Lowell now. And, uh, I mean, Lowell's, there's all different parts of the city. Uh, I went there, you know, plenty in undergrad, uh, you know. UMass Lowell has certainly blown up since then, mm. but like it's Lowell is you know it's it's only there's only Tewksbury really in between Wilmington and Lowell, but it's like a world away almost. Yes. Have you gotten to be out and about and experience the food or any of the anything in Lowell? Like what's Lowell been like? I've had some food, uh, nothing notable. I went out with my roommates like the first couple weeks. Uh, we went to out to eat in different places. That was nice. <laughs> 
I guess since I was sheltered, I never really focused on those type of things. Since it was never part of my life, it still isn't really. Well, I'm interested to know, is there some certain type of cuisine in Lowell that you got to... Oh man, uh, Vietnamese. There's so many Vietnamese spots for okay. like pho, like really good soup. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. There's uh, Cambodian. There's all kinds of different Asian okay. restaurants. Okay. There's a lot of that. Uh, China Buffet too is a great spot to go if you just want to get a ton of Chinese food. It's like it's a really solid. It's one of our favorite places to okay, go. Shout it's, out. It's, you don't break the bank and like you can get a ton of Chinese food. Nice. And it's. Um, do you have a, a favorite track you guys have run at yet? I know we talked a little bit about your least favorite being. New Balance. Uh, so New Balance is, is the spot? Yeah, that's my favorite track. It's a very big facility. The track feels nice. I'm pretty sure it raises and lowers. Mm-hmm. I just like the building. So, yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful building. You told me you ran a PR in your first first college race. Is that is that right? Uh. I think that no, I think I exaggerated slightly. My first ever race, I ran the four hundred, but my first two hundred, I PR'd. Yeah. So, what are you majoring in? Uh, psychology currently, but I was thinking of changing to computer science. What's the uh, What's the motivation there? I don't want to go to med school. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. We were talking, and you were talking about med school when you were in here. You know, mm-hmm. two years. I guess a lot changes in two years. What? Yes. What's the reason for not wanting to go to med school? Well, he can't tell us. You know, he doesn't know quite how he's grown yet, right? <laughs> it would have been too too broad. I mean, like, I'm not a big fan of just, like, talking about myself, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, hence the podcast. Hence the podcast. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. Yeah, but <laughs> I like talking to other people, okay. hearing them cool. speak about themselves. I find that interesting. I feel self-centered if I do it too much. But... Uh, with the med school thing, I just didn't like the idea of not being able to start building myself until 27 or 28. Mm-hmm. That turned me off from going to med school. Yeah, being in school for that long is pretty tough. I think I know everybody looks at it, they're like, oh, but you make so much money as a doctor. But like, you are like a professional student for like a very long yeah, time. Yeah, I, I don't care about money that much. Like, I, I would make more as a doctor than a computer science major, but it's, as long as I'm making enough to be able to provide for whoever I'm with and kids if I have them, I don't mm. care. You know, something I want to ask you about now a couple of years later, because your senior year, you went out for the high school musical in the spring, right? Yeah, did and you? He, and, and, yes. And he, you were oh, in I it. Love yeah. It. And that was your first time, I think, ever doing any acting, really, from what I remember from us talking. Yeah. Well, looking back now, what was that experience like? Wait, wait. What was the musical? Um, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Nice. <laughs> um, it was fun. I just have good memories of it. I remember when I was first there, I was so nervous. I was like, wow. Well, first off, I, I there weren't a lot of guys. So in the dancing bits, I was the only guy there. So I was like, wow, I'm the only guy. I'm the only black kid, and I'm the new kid. So I was like, this is weird. But nobody there wasn't, nobody there treated me weirdly. Like, compared to the other environments I was in, in um, in Wilmington, I felt like the track team and the drama club treated me the most respectfully, like the most like a normal person. Like, I didn't get those weird vibes or weird looks that I felt when I was younger. So what you've, you've kind of had a change and, and, and I think it's totally normal that, you know, kids, uh, 
I'm still gonna call you kid because I am a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like people aren't adults. Even when you turn 21, you're still a kid. Um, they, they you, you change majors, you change goals, you change everything. Right now, do you have any idea? You know, five years from now, what you'd like to be doing? <clears throat> five years is a lot. <laughs> so that's uh, three years after I graduate, or around that. Jesus Christ. Um, I'd want to be moved out, ideally, yeah. I'd want to be moved out, uh, <laughs> living with my girlfriend. I, I'd want to have a job. Shoot. So we've got independent, we've got self-sufficient. Yeah. And what else we got? That's wild to be 24 or 25. Because um, right now that seems old to me. But when I'm 24 or 25, it probably won't seem that old. Yeah, I, I remember, though, that's when you're that young, it seems like it's a lifetime away just to be in your mid-20s. Um, yes. Do you have any any uh, goals in track for the next before your career is, is, is done? Yeah, I want to go for the 100. I want to run a 10-5 at least. For the 200, I want to run 20 low. And that, which is very ambitious, but I love the 200. I used to hate the 300 in high school because it, it injured me really badly, my like second 300 uh, race. What'd you do? I tore my hip flexor. Oh, yeah, wow. it, it was bad. That's a, on a, I've heard, you know, I've had so many injuries, but I've never torn, I've torn a lot, but never that, but I've heard a torn hip flexor is a very high oh, one to 10 pain goodness. scale. It like, was so painful, oh, I yeah. imagine. <laughs> I didn't cry though. I, I silently screamed <laughs> at the end of my race. Um, but yeah, so since then I haven't been able to run 300 properly. But now that I'm in college and I, I was doing it at as a workout, and I PR'd working out instead of I, my races when I was in high school, which is crazy because in high school my fastest was 38. Working out in college, I was running 35s. Is that 10 extra pounds? Yeah, yeah. More, more power. <laughs> so, Beautiful. yeah. Um, so I want to run like 34 and then 300. And then those are my goals. Are there any races? I mean, there's a bunch of different kind of famous races for college kids that, that you're, you're like, I want to run that before all is said and done. No. <laughs> no pen relays? I'm, I'm happy where I am. <laughs> have you been to the pen relays just even as a spec? Have you traveled with the team there? or? forget what that is oh wait yes yes i have yeah i watched yeah and uh, it's pretty big pretty big deal honestly i just go and i run i don't really pay attention to where i am <laughs> <laughs> um do you st do you enjoy running as much now as in high school or more or less or what's your relationship with running like now compared to when you were just kind of picking it up and you didn't think it was really going to take you anywhere uh I guess now it's more like, um, I guess in high school it was like something to do that I had fun with that I could just casually do and be really good at. Now it's at a different level. I can't do that anymore. I think it's, it's more of like a model of where I am because when I have all my, when I have my life together, um, I perform at track a lot better. When I don't, I perform a little worse. So, I definitely couldn't 
I wouldn't feel like I'm functioning as well without track. So I guess that it's like it, it, it sets the bar for me, if that makes sense. Um, um, makes sense. So yeah. the, the track the track sets the bar for you so you can relax and be yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it is you also express yourself, I should say. Yeah, it is also a stress reliever. So I feel like without it, I would I definitely wouldn't be doing well for myself as well as I could be. I mean, <clears throat> what you know, I think there are a lot of kids that are like, oh, I want to run, I want to play a sport in college, and and like they don't realize everything that goes into it. Was were there any? What parts of being a college athlete were like a wake up call or something new to you that you're like, I wasn't expecting that after my experiences being a high school athlete? The time. Like, so much time goes, like, it's taken from my day. And then sometimes I would get envious of the kids who can just go to class and then go to their dorm, do their homework, and mm-hmm. have so much free time. Um, that was a huge wake up call. And then also. Uh, there were study hall hours I had to c- complete. Um, that I think time was the biggest one, though. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to know. I'm just switching topics for a second because I, I enjoyed theater also when I was younger. So like we did Jesus Christ Superstar, and I was Jesus. <laughs> but and I can still remember the whole thing right now. I could sing everybody's part if if I had to. But tell me tell me about. Um, Chicago. What what part did you get? I mean, what uh, I mean, how how was the experience? So when I was doing Chicago, I was juggling both track and theater since they started wow. at the same time. Yep. So I'd go to track, and then I'd have like thirty minutes to practice the play. Oh my god! And honestly, I didn't think I would be able to do it because I had not only was I starting later than everybody else, I mm. had significantly less time to practice the the songs and the dances and my part. And somehow I did it. Um, I had two relatively small parts. At the beginning of the play, I played a police officer when some guy gets killed. I forget his name. <laughs> uh, and then at the end of the play, I said like the ending. Um, I said the ending lines, kind of like uh, an announce in an announcer voice. Okay. In like an old time bar type of thing. So that was probably my favorite part of the play. That's cool. My favorite part was seeing him dancing and how happy he looked. Like in, in the, I mean, for me, what was really cool, I always wished that I had gotten into theater because my high school had like a great theater program. Mm-hmm. Like I was doing sports, but like in hindsight, I really wish I had. And, and when he was doing it, we were filming Chicago, like in behind the scenes. And it was so cool to be in the like backstage before their final performance and see like everybody coming together. It, it was the same kind of feeling as like a big sports event that like mm-hmm. everybody coming together for this common thing. And then when it's over, all of the like emotion from everybody was really, it was like a really powerful thing just for me on the outside kind of being there to observe. So I can only imagine what it was like, you know, when it came to an end. Do you remember what that felt that felt like? Well, I didn't have as big as a connection with all of them as like since I just joined. But I had a lot of fun. I remember it was like, I wasn't even that, in the back I wasn't stressed. Going on the stage I was a little nervous, but I wasn't like freaking out. I was more excited than anything else. Um, I guess it did, it felt like, it felt like a track meet without the anxiety is how it felt. It was very nice. And I would do it again if I had the time. We'll do it again. Huh? It's yes. been awesome uh, seeing that you made it, man. I remember 
checking UMass Lowell's roster because we kind of talked about like you were like yeah, I might try and run and then I saw you on that roster and that was really cool for me to know that like you weren't recruited or anything and there you are in the Division One roster and mm-hmm. I'm excited to see to see where things go and uh, and check in with you in the spring when we come to to actually video you because I, I would prefer to shoot outdoor track than indoor track although yeah. maybe if you, maybe we'll get over to a new mount New Balance meet because that that's nice in there. Mm. Outdoor track, the weather can be a little little dicey in New England, but yeah, I do. Oh, oh sorry. No, great. Oh, I was gonna say I do want to ask which photo of my of me did you see? Was it the one from last year? or The one from this year? I think the one from last year. I think uh, that was a bad photo. That was a bad. That was a bad yes, photo. That was a really bad photo. <laughs> Everybody who sees it says it doesn't look anything like me, which is a compliment. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> well, um, I think we'd be remiss um, if we didn't mention them the most important person in this conversation, which would be your mom. Oh, yeah. Right? We didn't even shout out the moms. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you want to do that now. Yeah. You should. I feel like my mom definitely protected me in a lot of the best ways she could have. And honestly, I'm a little frustrated with myself for not listening as much as I should have. You should be. You should be. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> like... It's so annoying because she was like, oh, when you're, you're, you're older, you'll understand. I wish I didn't. <laughs> but she's right. I do understand a lot more now of what she was trying to say and protect me from. So it all makes sense to me. I still wouldn't raise my kids in an all-white town, but I do know where she was coming from. That's, uh, I mean, it's a really, my wife and I, we talk about it all the time. My wife's African American, and and our kids, my kids are both super white passing. They're both biracial, but mm. even us, like, that's the dilemma. Is like the the towns that have like good schools mm-hmm. um, are predominantly white. Yep. But like, you know, I don't. I want my kids growing up around different people. And not mm-hmm. even just race, it's just like socioeconomic Different backgrounds, cultures, culture, yeah. like, cultures yeah. like, and and so it's that really is the, the the tough. I can only imagine, you know, for for parents and minority parents and and, and African American parents, like my wife. I know it weighs on her really heavily when we think about like, well, one, will we ever be able to afford anywhere? Probably not. But mm-hmm. um, but but like you know, do you move where there's lower crime rates and quote unquote better schools, or and but you have to be surrounded by almost nobody who looks like you it's very homogenous everyone else is kind of like their experiences are the same or like grow up in a much more diverse place but where the schools don't rank as high or the crime rates I it really sucks that those are the decisions that parents are having to make you know like yeah. you know I so I think that as as I got older um I'm from Atlantic City New Jersey which was predominantly black, but our high school was pretty diverse. Um, I lived in Spain for a very, very long time. And what I found out is there are there are good people in, for lack of a better word, bad people. It didn't matter the color. Yeah. I was looking for someone who I actually vibed with. You know, mm-hmm. I mean... There are people of my own color that I don't get along with. It'll always be the case. White people I don't get along with. You know, they don't get along with me. But, like, if I can sit here with Sam, I mean, that's my brother. Yeah. So, you know, in the end, you know, I'm, I, 
I, I worry less about where my kids are in school. Um, I worry more about the people that they choose to be around because that's going to say a lot about them. Now they'll experience different, you know, different things, different cultures. Um, you know, my wife is Hungarian, so she's white. So, you know, my grandmother would be like, "Oh my goodness, really? Why, why'd you do that?" Now, rest in peace. <laughs> but, um, but we get along, you know. So it's for for me, it's more about you know who who the person is more than anything else. The culture, it's all they're always going to be, you know, varying cultures. Yeah. But just my two cents. I agree with a lot of it. For, I guess, with my experiences. I didn't feel accepted, and I don't want my kid to not feel accepted. Because even though, like, I feel like everyone everyone has the same experiences, but we all process it differently. Because there have been people who go to all white towns, and I guess came out a lot more social than I have. Mm-hmm. I think a part of the reason why I there's a a, a, a small like there's a level of disconnect mm-hmm. between me and others is because I wasn't able to form those. Sean connections when I was younger. Um, and my girlfriend, she got bullied for being like, because she also was raised in an all-white town, mm-hmm. but she was half Hispanic and half uh, Asian. So she got, even though she's not black, she got bullied for being black mm-hmm. just yeah. because she was Tanner. Hey, absolutely, yeah. So both of us don't feel comfortable raising future children in predominantly white uh, areas. We'd want somewhere with at least, like, just like, as you said, cultural diversity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, just from my short time getting to uh, to know you, I would say that you are, you're definitely on the right track. Um, I would worry less about people accepting you or being accepted. That's that's assuming that they know who you are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, I would I would give you the advice of be much more comfortable with with who you are, accept it, accept the faults, accept your your strong points, and let them deal with it. It's none of your business what they think of you. Mm. You're you're more than enough, more than enough. Yeah, honestly, you're right. I've been learning that recently. This has been a very uh, growing year for me. Mm. Good. Well, as always, Jadra, it's an awesome, awesome conversation, and and I thank you for joining us. And and should we say happy holidays? We're 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 happy com- holidays, Merry com- Christmas. We're, we're coming up on it, man, on all uh, of it. You it's know, all yeah. coming. It's it's. I feel like, man, every year it's like faster and faster. The older you get, it's like once Halloween hits. It's like you blink your eye, and then it's Thanksgiving, and then it's winter break. I haven't. I mean, now I experience winter break through my kids, mm-hmm. and then it's like suddenly it's like summer, and then I'm a year older and ten pounds heavier. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Not that I'm in college, I'm not even thinking about the holidays. I'm thinking about my finals. Finals, oh, I got finals. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care about Christmas right now. I still wake up and I have, I still, oh my God, I am 39 years old. I have not been in undergrad in, oh, a very long time. If I, I'm not going to do that math. Even grad school is a long time. <laughs> but I still have nightmares. Man, I will wake up be like, oh my God, I slept through my final. Oh my Jumping God. Jumping out of bed and it's like, 
dude, you haven't had a final in (laughs) a decade. Jesus Christ. I hope that doesn't come back for me. <laughs> it happens to everybody. I swear to God. I, Bobby's probably had that. I mean, oh, well, yeah. I don't know. Bobby's, Bobby was was on those pit teams. They probably didn't didn't make you take finals back then. No, but. we had to take finals. We had to, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. We. But I still never fail, have the nightmare. It doesn't matter how old I get. Like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I missed my final. I'm going to have to repeat a year. <laughs> uh, well, Giandre, thank you so much for joining us, man. And I really am looking Appreciate forward you. to seeing, yeah, of course, seeing in. how the rest of your thank career you. goes. I, uh, I was really, like, coming here. I was kind of nervous because, like, wow, it's been a minute. I don't know how I did it last time. Apparently, it was good. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it again. But it was fun. <laughs> I think it's very nice and relaxing. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Of course.